I am Loki. Of Asgard. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. The bright lure of freedom diminishes your life's joy in a mad scramble for a place in this chamber. In this meager palace of Midgard. The arena they call Hall H. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Welcome to the Geek Generation episode 144. 144. I'm Rob Logan. Mike Volpe is here with me. Oh, I am here. And we are today going to recap a ton of news yes. that came out of San Diego Comic-Con because there was a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's visual, which I won't exactly be able to show you guys on the podcast. Unfortunately, they did show things for like Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that. Visual radio. Yeah. It's called Actually, television. <laughs> One of the big surprises during the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy panel for Marvel was Karen Gillan, the person who played a companion on Doctor Who, she played mm-hmm. Amy Pond, has completely shaved her head bald yeah. for the part. I saw the pictures. Did was, you? Yeah. yeah. They were talking about it on the news, actually. Oh, yeah. She like took the wig off and threw it in the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. That's, well, it's just hair. It'll grow back. Yeah, yeah. It's dedication to the part. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, tons of San Diego Comic-Con yeah. stuff. And we'll jump right in, because the first one's right here. Joss Whedon took the stage of Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con to reveal that the official title of The Avengers 2 is Avengers Age of Ultron. The director also shared some details about the film, saying, quote, A lot of people, because we called it Age of Ultron, and there was a book called Age of Ultron recently, assumed that the storyline we were doing, which is not the case. We're doing our own version of the origin story of Ultron. The other thing is in the origin story, there was Hank Pym, so a lot of people assumed he was going to be in the mix. But he's not because we're basically taking the things from the comics for the movies that we need and can use. A lot of stuff has to fall by the wayside. Ultron was their chief villain when I read the book. He has been the Avengers villain for so long, I was amazed anybody was surprised it was going to be him in a movie. But we're sort of crafting our own version of it, where his origin comes uh, more from the Avengers that we already know about. So they grabbed the title that confused everybody. I was a big fan of Avengers Two. Right, the title. <laughs> I, you know, it's a great logo, the Avengers, and then and then at the end of it, you put a two. Yep. Problem solved. Avengers Two: Age Avengers. of Ultron. No, just Avengers Two. Oh, okay. Not even Age of Ultron because they, well, they got rid of the. There was. The. There was uh, <laughs> They did get rid of the... The last one was The Avengers, and this one's just Avengers, Age of Ultron. Okay. But it seems to have confused quite a few people. I think the main confusion is that, not that people were surprised that we were seeing Ultron, they were surprised we were not seeing Thanos. Isn't that the guy at the end of the first one? Right. So maybe he'll come into the third one? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're they're going to kind of end the end of Phase 3 with the and Avengers 3 with the Thanos battle and everything and ultron is kind of the bridge in the middle there but thanos will most likely also show up in some capacity in guardians of the galaxy Mm. if i had to guess because he is that kind of cosmic enemy and we need to be introduced to him i think before an avengers movie and that would be a good way to do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you had mentioned you're not quite sure who ultron is yeah ultron is an android that was created by Hank Pym. That's why Joss mm. Whedon mentioned him. Hank Pym is also Ant-Man oh. and Giant-Man. He changes size between mm-hmm. the two and apparently changes name when he does. Uh, well, Hank you don't want to be Ant-Man and be like 20 feet tall. Right, exactly. Uh, They'd be like, so where's the ant 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hank Pym has not been introduced in the Marvel movie continuity yet yep. because Ant-Man actually comes out after Avengers 2. It'll be part of Phase 3. So Hank Pym uh, will not be the person that creates Ultron in the movie continuity. They'll have to come about it another way. My guess is that Tony will have some involvement in that because we already saw in Iron Man 3 that he can make his suits autonomous. Yeah. And Jarvis can control them and they kind of move around on their own without a pilot necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think the evolution of that might be Ultron. So by mistake, mm -hmm. it kind of takes its own life. Yeah. Like or, Tony, yeah. Tony creates something that has an AI that's so powerful. Well, at the it, end of the, the Iron Man movie, all his stuff got destroyed. So maybe he's going to go rebuild Jarvis and rebuild the whole system and by accident make a villain. Yeah, maybe. And then be like, oh, crap. Now I have to redo it again and do it right. And But now there's a bad guy. Yeah. Avengers assemble. And Ultron's a powerful, powerful villain. Mm -hmm. It does take like the entire Avengers to bring him down. And he evolves as well. So we didn't actually mention, too, that we might see multiple versions of Ultron within the same movie because he'll constantly evolve throughout it. Mm. So that would be interesting, too. Cool. Yeah. On the other side, the other side of the comic coin, on the heels of the worldwide success of Man of Steel, director Zack Snyder is bringing together... Boy of Rubber. Two, boy of Rubber. Man of Steel. Oh. Boy of Rubber. <laughs> is bringing together the two greatest superheroes of all time, Batman and Superman, Ooh. for the first time on the big screen. Along with its star, Henry Cavill, the upcoming film brings back Amy Adams... Lawrence Fishburne, and Diane Lane. The new Batman has yet to be cast. Snyder is co-writing the story with David S. Goyer, who will then pen the screenplay. Production is expected to begin in 2014 with a release date in summer 2015. Mm -hmm. Now, during the panel, they had a big, big reveal of the logo for this. Yeah. They had a guy come out that was in, he played uh, the general in Man of Steel. Yeah. He came out and he read a passage from a very famous comic book that I will play you the audio from right now. I want you to remember, Clark, in all the years to come, in all your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. And all the people screaming, Yeah, they first saw the Man of Steel logo hit the screen, Yeah, and then the light came behind it and turned yeah. up, and they're, you saw the silhouette of the Batman They're logo making this look it. like it's Batman versus Superman. It is. Why would they do How does that lead to Justice League? Because this is just how they encounter each other. And eventually, like any, think about the Avengers. They were all kind of at odds yeah. when they first met each other. Iron Man and Thor were beating the crap out of each other, and then all of a sudden they became a team. That's how it happens a lot in these, because especially with Batman, Batman doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. So, of course, he has serious trust, trust issues. Oh, and yes. Jealousy issues, yeah. I think, too. So, of course, Superman and Batman would be at odds when they yeah. first meet. Now, the passage that was read is from probably the most famous Batman comic of all time, The Dark Knight Returns. And that's a speech that Bruce says to Clark when he is beating the crap out of him. Mm -hmm. So which, again, is completely implausible. Not in the way that they framed it in the comic. Oh. He had like a robotic suit and he had kryptonite. And well, yeah, like, he's got yeah. kryptonite. He had Batman smart. So, again, Batman has not yet been cast, but people went nuts when they saw that we're getting Batman and Superman together. Mm -hmm. There are people that have said the title will be like either Batman versus Superman or Superman versus Batman. That will actually be the title of the movie. Know. Really? I don't want to see them fight each other. Everybody does. I don't. That's so I just want to see them all on the same team beating up bad guys. They will eventually, I yeah. think, within this movie. But I think... I think that it's a great concept to put them together. Like we've talked about so many times. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to pull this off. And we totally called this. We did. By the way, we said that the next movie should be Batman and Superman, and it totally <laughs> is. So we're geniuses. <laughs> There's also talk of a Flash movie coming in 2016 I as think like the next one. Anytime... I don't know. It's like if a normal guy 
like Batman, mm-hmm. normal guy, can beat Superman, mm-hmm. that immediately takes the legitimacy of Superman away in my eyes. I now look at Superman and go, you're nothing. You're a piece of shit. Anybody can beat you. I don't think so. I do. I don't know. It just it totally knocks him down a level. Well, it's then a you, super guy. How, how can you take any other comic character seriously then? Because at some point, Batman's beaten almost everybody at some point, even though he's just a human. Mm. So can any character be taken seriously? I think that's a problem then in the comics. Then. Really? Because no, how can you take any of them seriously if a normal guy can beat every one of them? How does that make the fact that super? you call Batman as normal is weird though? But he is normal. He's a guy in a suit who's smart, who has money, who could create gadgets. He's a det- like he's he doesn't have superpowers. He's a guy who's he's a smart right. guy. He like, outthinks everybody. He's like Tony Stark, but without the suit. How is like, Lex Luthor ever beaten Superman? He's just a human being. He shouldn't be able to. Like, in reality, if that being a, was true and there was kryptonite, yeah. Superman would kill you before you even could grab the super knight, the super uh, the, the kryptonite. Like, he'd hit you from the moon with his lasers. You'd be dead. Except he doesn't really do that. No, but that's how it would. In reality, that's the <laughs> oh. way it would go. No, but if in the movie series, like with Superman, he killed he killed somebody. At the end. Oh, spoiler alert. He kills him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. It's just now this is a different take on Superman. So this Superman will kill somebody if he, if he has to, if he's put into that box. Like, the option so is far, you die or you so. die. One of you is going to have to go to save the other. We think so, unless doing that changed yeah. him to a way where he's kind of sworn it off. We don't know that yet. I liked, I loved the, I, when I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw the symbol. I'm like, oh, yes, Batman, Superman. Like, yep. Twitter and everything blew up and nobody was saying anything about verses. And now that I, now that it's come out that it's, they're gonna fight at some point like if the build-up is to this big fight between batman and superman i don't really want to see it but if they battle in the beginning but at the end of them like by midpoint they've come together guaranteed that's what assembled i have no doubt but it just seems i mean just because the movie's called batman versus superman doesn't mean they're gonna be fighting each other the whole time it wouldn't be an interesting movie versus jason no it wouldn't be an interesting movie if that's what they were doing but it's not well hopefully it's not. i have no doubt that's they're, they're doing the typical they yeah. first meet each other, they butt heads, they kind of bash around, and then by the third act of the movie, they're on the same team taking out the common threat. Mm. I have no doubt that's how it will go I down. I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. I got a couple of years. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> I want to see it now. Well, if they rush it, you're going to get... I know. I at least you know want to know who, who's playing Batman. That's... We'll do some speculation in the future, mm. maybe kind of put together some lists. I'm sure the announcement will be made soon. They'd have to because they're starting production next year. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the Batman camp as well, though. A new assassin has been revealed for Batman Arkham Origins, the deadly Copperhead. Mm. The contortionist assassin has one major change in Arkham Origins. This time, Copperhead's a girl. With big boobs. <laughs> the normal Copperhead's actually a male character, the original one. Mm. But they made a change for Arkham. During the San Diego Comic-Con panel, DC Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns mentioned that the character is such a badass that bringing her to the comic book continuity at DC. So because of the way that they redesigned her and the way that they're uh, creating her in the game, she'll then transition into the comic books in this version of the character. So that's how cool they think it is. WB Game Montreal's Eric Holmes said that Copperhead's motion capture in the cutscene they showed required three performers, including a trained martial artist and a Cirque du Soleil acrobat, because she is a contortionist assassin. And Mm. yeah, the original Copperhead had like a weird snake costume that covered his whole body and he kind of looked like a snake. It was a little lame. Uh, if you watch the Justice League cartoon, he showed up in many episodes of that here and there. I think this is kind of a cooler idea. She has like the snake like eyes. She has the forked tongue. She has on each hand two fangs yep. as like those are the snake fangs, which she can inject mm-hmm. the poison with and everything. So very, very cool. The cutscene, if you haven't seen it, is on the geekgeneration.com. It's also very cool. And that intro is Copperhead. Cool. Joss Whedon, back to Marvel, has confirmed. That Kobe Smulders will reprise the role of Maria Hill in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Smulders is currently set to appear in the pilot of the series and will likely guest star in a few episodes of the show's first season. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will premiere Tuesday, September 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ABC. Mm-hmm. That was a big question that people had going into it because we knew Coulson was back. 
Yeah. And Clark Gregg would be in the series in a major way. People really want to see her? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She was in the Avengers. Yeah. And Maria Hill's a major character when it comes to S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. So it would make sense to carry her over. And she's already doing TV acting. I mean, she's on How I Met Your Mother. TV's kind of her thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. She yeah. Is. So going into another TV series isn't that far out of the question. She's not going to be in every episode because they already have an ensemble cast. Yeah. And they already have kind of Clark Gregg at the helm, but she'll show up here and there and in the pilot, definitely. Mm. So people were very happy about that. This one's kind of weird. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I'm still trying to discern how I'm feeling about it. Skydance Productions, Annapurna Pictures, and Paramount Pictures have jointly announced they will partner on a rebooted Terminator movie to be released by Paramount Pictures on June 26th, 2015. The movie will be the first in a standalone trilogy. Can you get me the address of the studio? <laughs> It was good being on the show, but I'm going to go to jail for a really long time. Okay. Okay. That's bullshit. Don't reboot it. I don't know what because, they mean by reboot either. Because Arnold, it's listed that Arnold's going to be in the, another Terminator movie. So they're going to continue one and do another? Hmm. That's what, if you look at everything online, it shows Arnold's listed as being in the next Terminator 5. Yeah. It's listed as. so. Which might be this rebooted one, though. I don't know. And they are looking to do it standalone, so I assume the John Connor story will not be in this. I think it'll be like in the Terminator universe, but not uh, be the stuff that happened already. Because they haven't finished the story. That's the thing. We don't know still whether the humans or machines win. I don't know if there is an ending to that story because of time travel. Right. They could always just go back in time. Like, I don't know. It's Time travel stuff is hard to end the story, necessarily. But even if you go back in time, the future is being affected by that. Right. <clears throat> but there's still no... There, there's going to be a decision. Some, at some point, somebody's going to win. True. You're going to kill... You you're going to wipe out all the machines. You're going to wipe out all the people. Right. Unless the, and even if the one dude goes back in time, there's nobody left here. So I, I honestly don't think there'll ever be like a real ending well, to I need it. closure. <laughs> well, maybe that's what they're trying to do with this trilogy is know. they'll go boom, boom, boom. It stands alone, has a beginning, has a middle, has an end, and that's Did you it. see Terminator 4? Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. I don't know why they just didn't three. continue that. <laughs> I don't know. Not entirely sure. I don't know. We'll see what they do, but... I know it doesn't seem like something totally necessary. To On a do. side note, I was watching Twins last night with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's <laughs> a great movie. At least it I remember was. it being great. Oh, it is great. Yeah. I'm almost done with it. It was like midnight. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to bed. Yeah, I think there's 20 minutes left. Not too dated. Mm, no, not really. No, I mean, you look at it; it's like the cars are well, all yeah. weird looking. Yeah. But as far as the movie itself, no, and the humor still holds up. And it does. So, yeah. yeah, it's Arnold. Thought it might. <laughs> it's Arnold. Arnold was that was such a weird period when he like dropped the action and went into comedy. Did mm-hmm. like Kindergarten Cop, and that was kind of a crossover. The movie came out in '88, so he had just done Terminator and stuff, yeah, right? I think so. I love Kindergarten Cop. And even Jingle All the Way <laughs> yeah. like later on. That's also on my instant cue. That was great. You too. can't go wrong with an Arnold movie. You can't. He really did a good job then in the, <laughs> in the 80s and the 90s. Some game news. Insomniac Games has announced that Ratchet and Clank Into the Nexus, the epilogue story for the Ratchet and Clank future series. Wade Barrett's in this? <laughs> <laughs> WWE reference. Thank you. Thank you. Ratchet and Clank Into the Nexus is a story-driven platform adventure with humor and heart. Featuring outrageously upgraded weapons, extreme planet hopping, and brand new worlds begging to be explored. Into the Nexus marks a true return to form for the acclaimed series. The game will be available exclusively on PS3 this holiday, in stores and on PlayStation Network for $29.99. Mm-hmm. Nice cheap game. $30 is a nice price point. Yeah. And uh, I haven't played any of the Ratchet and Clank future games yet, just the original trilogy. But I'll get around to it and then eventually around to this. Fans have been clamoring for a while for uh, a platformer because I guess the last few Ratchet and Clank games were all different, like weird, weird. They weren't straightforward yeah. what the other platforming adventure type games were. They were like battle arenas and stuff and yeah. co op and things they like that. They got away from their core yeah. game. But this will be kind of back to the norm for them. <clears throat> I never played any of those. They're fun. I, what was the dragon game? Spyro. Spyro. I think that was the last real platformer type game I yeah. played. I think that was considered a platform, right? I honestly never played it. The so first know. one, I think, was. Did yeah. you fly around a lot? or Not much. No? Oh, okay. I didn't. So it might have been more platforming. I just 
lit a lot of sheep on fire. <laughs> oh, you can't. It was fun. <laughs> Firefly alum Summer Glau has landed a major role in Arrow for its upcoming second season. Oh, <laughs> I was like, with that name, she's got to be hot. Are you not familiar with her? No. She was on Firefly. She was. Uh, she know. played the Terminator in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV I show version. That. Me neither. But and she's been on like alphas. That didn't and, last, did it? I don't think so. Mm. Maybe a season or two. Uh, Glau will take on the role of Isabel Rochev, who is described as enigmatically beautiful and dangerous. Her character will work for Stelmore International, which is looking to buy out Oliver Queen's family company, Queen Consolidated. She'll make her debut in the season two premiere. Rochev first appeared in the Green Arrow comic books just three years ago, where her character rose to the top of Queen Industries and sought to bring it back to its former glory, seeing herself as the rightful heir. It would appear this intense rivalry between the two of them will carry over into the television series. She's big in the uh, sci-fi world between all the kind of sci-fi e stuff that she's yeah. done. Yeah, she shows up on sci-fi TV. She's shows got all that the time. look like in this picture. Hopefully, you'll put it on on the website. Sure, yeah. But the picture of her, she she's like almost like she's puckering up to blow you a kiss. But I feel like at the same time, she's gonna stab you. Right. She's very dangerous looking. Yeah, she's kind of in the. I put her in the Eliza Dushku camp. Of like hot chicks that definitely have the action edge vibe. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely in that uh, that vicinity. Mm-hmm. And in relation to Arrow as well, Katie Lotz has joined the cast of Arrow for season two in a bit of a confusing role. Executive producer Andrew Kreisberg spoke with TV Guide and told them the character that Katie is portraying is the beginning of the Black Canary story. And we're really excited for the fans to go on the journey with us. So much of our show is about defying expectations, meeting expectations, and exceeding expectations, and we really want our fans to experience the show by watching it and enjoying it and enjoying all the twists and turns and surprises the way we intend. Everything about our show is about origins and evolution. When we met Deathstroke, everyone automatically assumed it was Slade Wilson in the mask, but then we revealed we met Slade Wilson later. With Tommy, we thought that that was Merlin, but Tommy was really the beginning of the Merlin story because... We saw how it evolved to John Bowerman and beyond. Oliver himself, when we first meet him, he's not the Green Arrow yet. The series itself is an evolution of this character. So I have a picture there of mm-hmm. Katie Lotz, and the screen grab on the left is actually from the uh, sizzle reel that they showed at Comic-Con of Arrow, mm-hmm. and that's her in kind of the Black Canary yep. suit, which they, they didn't show too clearly, obviously. I actually brightened mm-hmm. up the image a little bit. So you could see some of it. Yeah. It was that very Leather dark. jacket. Yeah. Tight push-up whatever and a black mask. Mm-hmm. That looks, you know, like a Robin type mask. Yeah. Yep. It is very Black Canary. I don't know if they'll actually call her Black Canary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do powers because Black Canary has like the sonic scream power. But Green Arrow uh, or the show Arrow has been said to have no superpowers. And I don't know why they put these dumb rules. So she she's just going to yell and the dudes are like, what are you doing? Just beat the crap out of people. Yeah. and like, yeah. ah! <laughs> What are you doing? And she kicks him in the balls. See, it worked. I don't know why they do this with the DCCW shows all the time. Like Smallville had all these rules, no costume, no flight, things like that. And they stuck to them for 10 years instead of evolving. Why even go out on a limb and say, okay, Arrow's not going to deal with superpowers ever? That They've said that. But why not just let us watch it? And that way, if you decide you want to do powers at know. some point, you haven't made any like How major can you declaration. How do a superhero show and not have superpowers? I think it's a dumb thing to do to steer away from them. If any, like, I still Fucking think. Superman should have been flying in episode two. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Come yeah. on. He did fly here and there, but it was yeah. only when he was evil. It was stupid. Like, he would get red kryptonite and all of a sudden be like, oh, I know how to fly now. And <laughs> But it wasn't actually him flying. What does red kryptonite do? It makes him evil. He gets, like, all... There's all different colors that do Apparently. different things. Apparently, we just make this shit on Earth. Well, no. The, the kryptonite is... It's just raining down from the heavens. Yeah. It is. <laughs> from his planet. Kryptonite are just chunks of krypton yeah. that have come over. But some of the colors of kryptonite are artificially created like people tried changing mm-hmm. it or experimenting on it and it created some of the other colors too so there's all different versions so uh two new characters for <clears throat> season two of arrow i'm excited for it mm-hmm. again the first season ended really really well season finale was very cool so i'm looking forward to the next season publisher deep silver has announced that saints row 4 <laughs> has already gone gold 
and fans are now able to pre-order a season pass for the planned DLC for $9.99. So for $10, you'll get all the DLC they've currently Mm -hmm. planned on. The season pass will include two brand new mission packs and the exclusive Rectifier. Oh, boy. Anal probe weapon. Yes. (laughs) Which will help you get the inside information from your enemies. (laughs) Mm. I don't even know if I want to know exactly how that's going to work. I don't know either. Uh, The mission packs will include the director's cut of the previously announced Enter the Dominatrix DLC, a tongue-in-cheek vision of what this content was originally going to be like, along with a second mission pack coming in late 2013 that we don't have any extra details on. Mm. So the the Enter the Dominatrix pack was supposed to be for Saints Row the Third originally. Oh. And then they kind of expanded the idea and made it Saints Row 4. So one of the DLC packs that they're going to release is almost like the original version of Enter the Dominatrix. Oh. But the the characters in the game will kind of present it to you as it was like cut content like it'll oh, be yeah. very fourth wall breaking oh, cool. i guess yeah that's what they've said at least so that's kind of cool and the only way to get the rectifier weapon at least that we know right now is through the season pass uh-huh. and all that's supposed to launch uh the first dlc the enter the dominatrix will launch 45 days after the release of saints row 4 you don't feel gypped by this no i do i always feel I gypped by dlc should. that comes out we should quickly. all feel gypped going the game comes out in less than a month yeah and they're already telling us that there's going to be all this content after. Why don't you just put that content in the game and stop being douchebags? Well, the second pack's not done. Because I'm not buying that shit. Are you not? No. No, I I'm am. not going to spend the extra money. It's... No. I probably will. I haven't bought downloadable content. I bought all this stuff for Fallout 3, and that was the last time I bought downloadable content. Yeah. But that, I felt, was worth it. I enjoyed every second of that. Oh, yeah. People love those. I played a couple of them. Not Mission all of them packs are one thing to extend the game, but... Like, if they're just going to add these little weapons and stuff. Well, it's one weapon. And then yeah. the mission, there's two mission packs. So it is more gameplay. It's yeah. not like they're just selling you, like, the skins Armor and costumes. And and all. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. That's stupid. We previously reported that a Hulk TV series was in the works. Hulk smash. With writer-director Guillermo del Toro attached. Oh. Unfortunately, the Hulk series is officially on pause for the time Hulk being. Hulk gets no respect. They should somebody she's got to do a shot of the Hulk dressed as Rodney Dangerfield going like I got no respect. <laughs> no respect. You know, because he doesn't. He gets none. Right. Well, while no re- official reason has been given, the thought is that another Hulk movie might be in the works making a TV series redundant. Mm. So if you're going to do another another Hulk movie, you don't necessarily want to do a Hulk series at the same time. Yeah. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. As much as I was looking forward to Guillermo del Marvel Toro gives helm. us nothing for TV and everything in the movies. And yeah, DC Agents is of Shield just like is. here's TV. Yeah, although with the the animated DC stuff, mm, at least right now is no good. When that's always been their strong oh. suit, which is no good. They need to get back to form on that. They got a lot going on. They I do. Think you start losing focus. Yeah, or you just have to you have to divvy up the tasks a little better in the departments that are handling each one. Mm. It's doable. I mean, we've seen companies accomplish a lot two of the most iconic families on television will soon come together <gasps> roseanne and al bundy sorry no fuck any other guesses <sighs> yeah i know who it is oh you do okay <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll soon come together when the griffins end up in springfield and meet the simpsons so a guy in the gym i was working out the other day and he said i heard him talking to his buddy he goes oh did you hear that they're going to do a crossover between the simpsons yep. and family guy <laughs> And he goes, he goes, this will be the worst episode of The Simpsons and the best episode of Family Guy in the longest time. <laughs> I assume he's not a Family Guy fan then. You know what? It used to be good. I have not watched the last couple Me seasons. Neither. But the first, like, I don't know. They got the first 166 episodes on Netflix. Yep. And I think, you know, pretty much all of those are good. I'm I don't watch, know. Uh, I just haven't watched because I don't have cable either, and they haven't right. updated Netflix. Right. I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time either. I used to watch it a lot in college, but years it's been. I, I, guess, I watch the Halloween one still. Treehouse I guess I'm not shocked. Originally, I thought that they would never do a crossover. I always thought that was like, no, but they're on the same network, so yeah. I guess it's possible. Yeah. I well, think they both need Not only really possible, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it will be an episode of Family Guy where the crossover does happen. I was going to ask how they're yep. going to draw them. Okay. The crossover episode of Family Guy will air in fall 2014 on Fox. I think they'll still look 
very similar though. There was a joke in the press release that the Simpsons would meet their uh their albino friends, the Griffins, because the Simpsons are yellow. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well they've done it before where they've hinted uh the Simpsons have been drawn in. Like there was like a goofy mm-hmm. like this or that. So they'll draw them in legit. Yeah. But I think they're this is definitely it'll probably be a huge ratings boost for Family Guy and then it'll just fall flat after that again. I think people are still watching, honestly. I mean, I'm I don't out, know. Maybe but. the last episodes of that I watched, they were just really more political commentaries than they were of just funny, goofy, inappropriate shit, which is what we all loved. Right. You know, it's 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 Adam Sandler as Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and then evolving into doing like punch drunk love or whatever that serious. Like, right. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it loses its edge. I get you. They got to get it back. <laughs> Uh, before I go to the next story, just a quick reminder for everybody that T-shirts in the store. $12. $12 till the end of August. T-shirts. Get your T-shirts. <laughs> go to thegeekgeneration.com slash store to get those. And also, if you plan on doing any shopping on Amazon, mm-hmm. go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, and we get a kickback on anything you buy after using that link. Thank you so much for doing so, and uh, let's keep going. X-Force series creator Rob Liefeld has confirmed that while no green light has yet been granted, an X-Force feature film is currently in development. The Hollywood Reporter claims that Kick-Ass 2 helmer Jeff Wadlow is attached to provide the screenplay and is the current frontrunner to direct. Described as the militant. I have a couple of those comics. Do you? Described as the militant and more aggressive counterpart to the X-Men, X-Force was first launched in the early 90s. The original team consisted of many fan-favorite characters, including Cable, yeah. Cannonball, Domino, Warpath, and Deadpool, but later incarnations have also featured Wolverine, Psylocke, Sunspot, and Colossus. I could see them doing Colossus. I don't see Hugh Jackman going in and doing another whole franchise of I know, films. Right? So, but this, I mean, if they can do this right, this could be really cool. And I... Th- Oh, I was going to say Arnold could be Cable, but if he can't ditch the accent, because just right, the look, right. because he's an older guy who obviously has muscle. Yeah. Mind, not going to work, because we no, have another Mr. Not. Freeze on our hands. And they already have Warpath coming up in Days of Future Past, the Indian guy, yeah. guys, or Native American guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they are doing a couple of these characters already. Are we trying to be already. politically correct on the show? Know. What are you doing that for? I say every version. <laughs> Yo, that engine. That engine. <laughs> Who's the guy with the two swords? I had his action figure. Uh, that is Shatterstar, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 game director Azref Ishmael had confirmed that the game will be available as a launch title for both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One Mm -hmm. when those consoles debut later this year. So we knew they were coming to next gen. We didn't know when, but they will be, uh, or Assassin's Creed 4 will be a launch title Mm. for the next generation. Not that I'm going to get it. No. Still on the fence about the whole Assassin's Creed thing. Capcom has announced release dates for DuckTales Remastered. (laughs) <laughs> on August 13th, the game will arrive on PlayStation Network, Nintendo eShop for Wii U, and PC. The Xbox Live Arcade version will be available on September 11th. Mm. The downloadable game is priced at $14.99. I am buying it. I will probably do that as well. I am so excited. As much as <laughs> we say in one breath, how dare they reboot Terminator? And then in the same <laughs> breath, yes, DuckTales remastered. <laughs> it's different. It is different. It's, it's very remastered. Different. They didn't change the whole game. They right. added some stuff to it. Right. Yeah. And it's not like the actors are being recast or parts are being recast or anything like mm. that. Deadline is reporting that Liam Neeson is closing a deal for roughly $20 million to reprise his role as Brian Mills mm. for... Taken three. This time he's taken (laughs) and just locked away, and it's two hours of him in a closet. (laughs) He was kind of taken in two. Why do they keep doing this? I saw the first one. I was just like, that is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Which one? Uh, The first taken. I didn't like it. Really? I was just like, I don't know. It was like they gave that was a movie where I watched the trailer first. Yep. You know, and they just they told me the movie. I loved it. You, honey. 
they're going to take you and all that shit. And then yeah. that's the movie. Yeah. And then they take her and then he kills them all. Yeah. And, then he gets, and then I'm like, <laughs> but they told me that in the trailer. Yeah, because the plot's not important. It's about Liam know. Neeson kicking ass. Why do people like him? I don't find him like he's I, no, I, I don't know. I don't find him. The a fact big that he's like a, a breakout action star is kind of crazy yeah. at his age. But I don't know. I love him too. And he's always like a cooler, older guy. Like he was Qui Gon Jinn in the prequels. He was uh, Batman's trainer in right. Batman. Like he's got an interesting delivery. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't big on the Taken movies. Yeah, I really, really like the first one. I didn't one. even see the second The one. second was okay. Uh, the reason, and it's no surprise that a third movie is in the works, as the first movie in the franchise cost around $25 million to make and grossed over $226 million. The sequel cost $45 million and grossed over $376 million. That's big. So for wow. for the lower end that they're paying to have them made, this is why they're doing a Taken 3, whether a story <laughs> they'll do it until it gets really or not. no money right this would probably be the last one i would think i can't imagine him well i couldn't imagine him doing anything after taking two but we are getting taken three as well mm-hmm. liam neeson didn't even want to do two but they increased his money so much well, it was hard to turn it down it's money the same talks. thing with three yeah okay yeah. people will do anything same thing with three but if you want to give me 20 million Mm, yeah all right and what do i have to do well nothing really Just think about this okay. i mean liam neeson is gonna get around 20 million for taking three yeah taking one costs 25 million to, to make. make right so yeah i can yeah. see why he would be on board warner brothers and fifth cell have announced that scribble knots unmasked will launch on september 24th for the wii u nintendo 3ds and pc Scribblenauts Unmasked features a story where players embark as protagonist Maxwell on an imaginative and comical quest, taking them through Gotham City, Metropolis, Atlantis, and other iconic locales from the DC Comics universe. With the guys who have no mouths except for the Joker. <laughs> That's the style of... Uh, I know, but yeah. that makes sense. It is funny, yeah. That oh, Joker still has yeah. his, yeah. He needs the smile. Absolutely. Fueled by the player's imagination, Maxwell must use his magic notebook to put a stop to the villain's evil schemes and save the day. The DC Multiverse Puzzler will feature over 2,500 DC Universe characters. Wow. That is crazy. There's that many. <laughs> Some of these are different versions of the same character from various comic book timelines and universes, though, because it is a multiverse game. Hmm. For instance, the game will feature 14 versions of Superman, including Classic Superman, Red Sun Superman, and Kingdom Come Superman. Each version has their own unique advantages. So when you summon any of those characters, they all do slightly different things based on which version you summon. Mm. But I think this game looks awesome, and I'm very excited that there will be a PC version of it because I don't have any of the other systems Mm. that I would play it on. Uh, But yeah, the fact that I can probably summon i'm gonna summon batman beyond and probably like every level <laughs> over and over <laughs> over and over and there's actually a hero creator mm-hmm. so you can go in and you can use pieces kind of like in smackdown you take a piece of this guy take a piece of this guy put mm-hmm. them all together assign your custom character powers and abilities mm-hmm. and then you can summon them as if they were a character that was already in the game which is pretty cool so mm-hmm. heaven's fury will be in Scribble Knots Unmasked. <laughs> Cenobite's power will be just blowing up everything. <laughs> and he eats sheep. Just yes. because. <laughs> eat sheep and drop nukes. Exactly. TBS has picked up 20th Century Fox Television's animated hit, American Dad, beginning with the show's 11th season. Oh, wow. The show will join TBS's primetime lineup in late 2014 with encore episodes showing on Adult Swim. American Dad will begin its 10th season on the Fox Network this fall. Mm-hmm. So it's not switching just yet. 10th season will still be on Fox. Yeah. And then after uh, the next season, American Dad will move over from Fox to TBS. Which is almost a step down because you're going from a channel that everybody has. Well, yeah, it's going from network to cable. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. I would think. Maybe the ratings just aren't as high as they have been. Surprise, because the last time I watched that show, it was better than Family Guy. It is. I still watch American Dad. I dropped off a of Family Guy and I dropped off to off of the Cleveland show, but I am still watching American Dad because it's still hey, the best. Who, I'll them. look it up later. What's that? I think is is there a major comic that voices the kid on the little baby with the afro? 
I don't know, actually. I thought you were going to say on uh, on Family Guy. No, on Cleveland. Yeah, I'm not I gotta sure. i look that up because exactly. there's a guy who's on the comedy channels on the satellite radio. Yep. And he sounds just like the baby. Like Rollo. Yeah, yeah. Just like him. I'm like, that's got to be the guy who voices him. Huh. I'm not sure, actually. I don't know who voices him. I got to look it up. FX has closed the deal with Lionsgate Television for a new sitcom starring Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence. Huh. The show will be written by comedy veterans Bob Boya and Robert Horn, whose half-hour credits include Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, Full House, Living Single, and Designing Women. You had me with the first three. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at Designing Women. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the new sitcom marks the much-anticipated return to television of both Lawrence and Grammer, yeah. who play two Chicago lawyers from vastly different backgrounds. Oh, another lawyer show. Who unexpectedly meet in court on the worst day of their lives. Brought together by fate and greed, they develop a partnership and friendship, forcing each other to find the balance between the ethical and the unscrupulous in both their professional and personal lives. So it is it is a sitcom, though. So even though it's a lawyer show, it yeah. is a comedy. Everything's a lawyer show or a detective show. Yeah, that's what people want to watch, like forensic stuff. FX has ordered 10 episodes of the sitcom under the 1090 model meaning that if the series meets designated ratings thresholds over its first 10-episode run, the network will trigger an additional 90-episode order. Wow. That's pretty hefty. That's, I imagine, a yeah. few seasons. So if the first 10 do well, they already get guaranteed 90-episode contract. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But those are big names, so the fact that they would want a contract like that doesn't surprise me. Even though Chronicle 2 appears to still be moving forward... It will be doing so without Max Landis. The writer of the first Chronicle took to Twitter and said, quote, Ultimately, I'm just very grateful to Fox for making a film as close to my original script as Chronicle was for making the film at all. So, yeah, it's sad that as of right now, I'm not involved in the sequel and don't know what it's even about. But ultimately, I can't complain. Chronicle 2 is still probably happening, just not with my involvement as of now. It's a bummer, but there are real uh, there are no real hard feelings. There were previous reports that Fox wanted to move in a different direction than Landis's initial script for the sequel. While those earlier reports were said to be untrue at the time, they appear to be a little bit more accurate now. Did you? Watch? I didn't see Chronicle. Oh, that's too bad. It was on my list of top ten of the year mm -hmm. when it came out. Yeah, I watched Butter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm getting there. You need to watch all my top tens, damn it. That's the rule. <laughs> Uh, last news story I have here. HBO has renewed the hit show Vampire Porn. I mean, uh, True Blood for a seventh season. New episodes will debut in summer 2014. Oh, I can't believe people are still watching this from all the stuff I've heard about it. I've heard it just went Anna, off the rails. Anna Paquin's naked. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue, Rogue is naked. <laughs> I've heard they all just go off the rails, though, and it's, yeah. it's just ridiculousness right now. Mm. But that's... Uh, that's all I got, really. I mean, there are some other things that came out of San Diego Comic-Con, but... That, that's all the big news, huh? Yeah, a lot of it's visual that I wouldn't be able to show people anyway, to uh, talk, so to talk about wouldn't really no big, do a whole uh, lot of good. No other big info on, like, Days of Future Past? None of that, huh? They had a panel. I watched the entire... Actually... I did, tweeted out that panel. I think... Was that the panel I tweeted? Yeah, maybe. I saw it and I retweeted oh, okay. it because it was the whole panel that yeah, somebody I, recorded. I, I posted the entire panel mm. of Days of Future Past on the site on geekgeneration.com for people yeah. I want to go check that out. Um, and they did have... They had a long table and they had the entire cast pretty much both movies out there, which was awesome to yeah. see just how extensive it really is and i'm really really looking forward to this movie and they have some cool character posters out now too mm -hmm. the ones with um like ian mccallan's face and then it has the x and then oh. you see michael fassbender's face overlaid below it mm -hmm. so the two versions of oh, magneto cool. on the same poster yeah you haven't seen those no oh that's too bad they're actually really cool i'll check them out i can pull one up but uh that's pretty much all the news did you have anything that you wanted to talk about well yeah yeah thanks for bringing it up you had said that you just wanted to, to talk about yeah something. a little bitch fest and i think anybody listening should continue to listen because this could apply to you just oh. in general in life <laughs> and and all of us uh like bailing on things yeah like last minute because something came up oh yeah yeah don't do that well sometimes things do come no up. no what do you mean no i think if something real serious came up you'd call the person and be like or or contact them privately if it was a facebook thing or what if you didn't have their number you'd just be like hey 
look, something well, yeah, like really serious has come up. I'm really sorry. That's but what you do. Generally, you can get a gist of like if it's like the day before, a couple of days before something, and somebody's like, "Oh, something came up. I won't be able to come to this, or I can't do this." I just feel like it's it's just an easy way out because whoever really questions it, nobody, right. and right. that's part of the problem with like Facebook invite events and and all that stuff. People not responding to things is yeah. kind of rude. Yeah, like if you don't want to do something, just have the balls or have the ovaries to say I don't want to go. Right, just say not coming. Yeah, I just think it's kind of rude. It is rude. I agree. The other thing that's but pretty what, rude. What are people doing though? That like what are they not showing up? Like. If I ever have to cancel on somebody, I always call them and say right. something I, yeah. came no, up. No, and I'll I'm just saying in general. Why. I think that exactly. I think that that's oh, okay. the proper thing to do. But I, most people don't do that anymore. It's oh, easier right. just to be like, oh, something came up. But in reality, and if you could zoom in on that person through Google Maps, they'd probably just be sitting in their living room that day watching Possibly. TV. Like I, I think people just don't. They're afraid now to just be like, I don't. I'm not coming. Right. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do this. Why? I just don't want to. Yeah. Like, so many times I'll just tell Heather, she'll be like, can we go? Do you want to go do this? I'm going to go this. This person's having a party. No, I don't want to go. Why? Because I would just, don't just wanna. rather not go. Right. Well, that's rude. I'm like, no. Being rude, being like, yeah, I'm going. And then bailing and not at the last minute. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm being honest. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of douchey is being the afterthought for a wedding invite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got one of those from somebody who's actually pretty close. Like really? I grew up with all my life. Uh, invite comes in the mail 30 days, uh, just over 30 days before the wedding. Mm -hmm. I opened it up and just went, I'm not going out of the principle of, I am the afterthought. I am now on that list of, how do you know you are the afterthought? Because generally invites come in well before, like I got the invite in Mm -hmm. and like the RSVP is literally like day two from now. So it was one of those. You got your list of important people who have to be there. Yep. And then there's the list of, well, if somebody can't make it, we could always put this one on. Right. Alternates. I don't, I, don't put me on your alternate list. If yeah. I'm not important enough to make the list, don't invite me. I don't want to be on an alternate list for anything. No, not at Even all. Even if it's I just, just hanging it's, out with people. I just think it's rude. I, you know, it's you have to... It, it's just rude. Like, it I think, And everybody knows that when that invite comes in that close to the RSVP date or that close to a wedding, you obviously are the afterthought. It's just rude and out of principle. Heather was like, are we going to this? I was like, no. Why? Are we, what are we doing? I'm like, we're not doing anything, yeah. but I'm not going to be the afterthought. I'm not sure. going to be like, oh, yay, we can invite him now. That's understandable. Yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't know. I just think is life lessons for everybody. Let's not, let's just be <laughs> upfront about going to things or yep. doing things and let's not. A little more honesty in general yeah, in life. Let's not yeah. be afterthoughts. Less cowardice, more honesty. <laughs> That's the big problem, I think. Everyone's people, a pussy. Everybody can hide behind the computer mm-hmm. screen now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I really wish we could Jane Silent Bob these people. <laughs> show up at their house. Just and- get a list of everybody's name and their address and just show up and be like, yep. are you doofy ass number 422? Yep. Yep. Doofy ass. Did you say this? I did. And he kicked their ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's my, it's just frustrating. Oh, okay. I want to get that out. It's just right. irritating. I get it. So. Uh, so this is the Professor X movie oh, poster. Yeah. Wow, so it has James McAvoy inside the X and Patrick Stewart. So it's, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it obviously doesn't line up perfectly because they have different size no, shaped heads. No, it's really well done. Yeah. And there's the uh, Magneto one. So you oh, got yeah. Fassbender in there and then Ian McKellen. They also released some propaganda posters. So. Kind of huh. like the mutants That's of the cool. enemy is Sentinel hand punching down and then fight the mutant threat with uh, the uh, Sentinels, Sentinels all, all over, over it. it. Yep. Trask Industries. Kind of close to Stark Industries. Yeah. I yeah. get confused when I see the word. Like I almost <laughs> switch it in my mind and want to say. Uh, Trask did actually create the Sentinels too. So that is yep. accurate. Um, did you see the Sentinel head? I did. That they had on that display? That was pretty cool looking. Yeah. I Some people were bitching about it. Was there a bitch I about? think because of the like rounded glass in the front. Really? I don't know. But they were like, oh, this doesn't look anything like the Sentinel. I'm like, actually, it looks a lot it's like the Sentinel. freaking awesome. What is what? Are you serious? Here it is. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's got obviously the purple color. It's like got a, the a metal like protective plate, too. So you can't just blow the head off. Like, right. It's probably bulletproof and all that. Fireproof, laser proof. Yep. That's and that's just a little. I mean, these things are going to be massive. That's a little tiny replica right. of it. Yeah, I think people are bummed about this covering. I don't see a problem with the it. clear covering because I mean, the back of the head, the forehead looks very similar. Uh, some yep. people are being like, "Oh, it's the Transformers version of a Sentinel," but it's it's a fucking machine. It's a robot. What do you want? You can't please anybody anymore. <laughs> no, no, you can't. nobody. 
Nope. Hmm. I think it looks great. Nice side view there, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what people want. <laughs> I think it looks good. Yeah. Uh, some cool cosplay at San Diego yeah, Comic Con. Of course, cool. we're looking at a picture of a guy that's like a hybrid between Boba Fett and Wolverine. Yeah. So he's got the Boba Fett costume and then some extra stuff and Boba-reen. claws and everything. What? Go back. Why did that guy have a sign that said Magneto was right? Because it's next to a Sentinel. Oh, that's... Magneto was right. We need to protect yep. the mutants and... Because look at what happened. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's online. There's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Seems like... Uh, San Diego Comic Con was pretty good this year, then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And of course, it's in San Diego, n- not New York or Rhode Island, right? Which already makes it better. Did you watch the uh, season four trailer for the Walking, Walking Dead? Dead? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, what'd you think? Thought it was really good. Yeah, actually, we watched it here. Didn't we did we? watch yeah, it here. Yeah. Yes, and I was like, oh, it's making me nervous and paranoid already. Yeah, I don't, I don't want nothing never to happen to Maggie because <laughs> that girl is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I didn't even watch the show, and I know she's hot. <laughs> yeah, well, you should see her in the show because she's kind of like she's dirty and clothes yeah. are ripped, and you know, it's just yeah. Well, we watched her on Whose Line Is It Anyway? We did, and I was thrilled that she was on it because damn, yeah. she is hot. She is. <laughs> uh, anything else you want? To no, about? I think we're good. All right, we're gonna end a little earlier today than the normal, and that is just fine. Final thought? Something you want to plug? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Head over to thegeekgeneration.com to see all the things that we talked about today. Uh, I said that I would post a bunch of pictures from the stuff that we took a look at. Some of those posters. A picture of Summer Glau was requested by Volpe to be added to the show notes. So I'll make sure I put that up there too. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. I can't tell you how much those help. We haven't gotten a new review on iTunes in quite a while. But if you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash iTunes, it'll bring you right there. And if you have an iTunes account, just give us a star rating. Leave a quick word for us. Review a word or two or sentence or more. I don't Just know. write the word word. Or you could do that, too. It all is good for us. Like us on Facebook.com slash The Geek Generation. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Don't know yet what's coming up next week, but we will see you guys then. See ya. Make it so.